Arsenal legend Paul Merson, John O'Shea and Wes Brown are coming to Dublin. It's an exclusive off-air event, so if you want to be there, get on to offtheball.com forward slash events. Just Eat, the official food delivery partner of the UEFA Champions League. Hurling on Off The Ball with Board Gosh Energy, proud sponsors of the Senior Hurling Championship. Hey, welcome back. So we are underway in the Hurling Championship yesterday in Munster. It finished Limerick 118, Waterford 19 points, two point win for Limerick, down to 14 men, it must be said, from the 47th minute. And then what a scoreline in Ennis. Clare 3.23, Tipperary 5.22. So in old money, Clare 32 points to Tipperary's 37. Five point win for Tipperary. Leinster kicked things off on the Saturday after conceding two early goals. Galway ran out pretty comfortable against average enough Wexford if we're being blunt. 24 points to 2.12. Kilkenny took care of Westmead. 29 points to 7 at Nolan Park. They'll play Galway next. And good game between Antrim and Dublin, 119 apiece. Very happy to welcome in Mr. James O'Connor. It's been a while. Good to talk to you. Likewise, Joe. Yeah. Come here. You're one of the lads Kylie's talking about, by the way. I saw you in the Sunday Independent yesterday saying nice things about Limerick and he's had enough of this crap. OK, have a listen. Here's John Kylie talking after their win yesterday. Listen, let's be honest about it. There was some amount of bullshit spoke about our team and the season ahead this week and the week before. You know, you've just got to acknowledge the fact that this is nonsense. This is not true. This is lies. You know, this is this is a softening up exercise. And you can accept that and allow it to interfere with how you prepare and how you play. Or you can, you know, get on with your job and accept that every single time you're on the ball, you're going to get hit like a train and, uh, you know, be ready for that. Do you think it did interfere, John? I don't think it interfered. Uh, at all to be quite honest because we dealt with it you know uh, I knew this was going to be a really tight game am I the only one that's surprised about the result here today what's the problem like you know what for a fantastic side you know they've been in a couple of All-Ireland finals in the last number of years they've been in Munster finals you know they're a serious serious team and you know they brought an absolutely massive challenge to us today and we're just relieved to come out the right side and you know we need to respect we have huge respect for the opposition. I think people need to have more respect for the other teams that are out there and what they can bring and what, you know, what's at stake. Every day you go out, there's a, there's a game at stake and you've got to lay it on out there. And if you, if you can do enough, you might get out the right side of it. And if you don't, you won't. It doesn't matter who you are. So what's your game, O'Connor? You are <laughs> indulging in a, a softening up exercise mentally. And frankly, it's a disgrace. And I'm calling you out on it now. <laughs> No, Joe, not me. Um, I'm, I'm definitely not one of the guys that uh, that, that John is referring to. Um, yeah, listen, I, I did a piece in the Sunday Independent, and, and I said if they um, look at their expected to wipe the floor with everybody, uh, if they play to the levels they're capable of, then yeah, they're going to come out of Munster. They're going to be Munster, not Ireland champions. How, but dare, how, I, how dare you say that about this great team? Ab- absolutely, how dare I? But I did. I, I did add the caveat that I, I don't think. I mean, Brian Lohan, Davy Fitz, um, Liam Cal. Um, Pat Ryan, th- those guys were forged in the Munster Championship back in the 1990s, Joe. And I don't think it's any of those guys' nature to, to, to back down. And, uh, you know, everyone was writing Waterford off yesterday. I made the point that I, I looked down through their panel and I saw Stephen Bennett, Austin Gleeson, Tyg de Burka, Connor Gleeson, Caleb Lines, you know, top tier players who have, you know, played Munster finals, Ireland finals, league finals. And, you know, I, I didn't think there was any way that Waterford, especially given the, the pain that Limerick have inflicted on them in recent years, were, were going to just yeah. rock up yesterday and, and go to the motions. Um, no, I, I thought that Davey would be practical about it because 
there was a massive game with Cork next weekend, and and if it was getting away from them, or if you know Limerick had, had opened up a, a you know a big deficit, well then maybe you know you start looking ahead to next Sunday. Yeah. But um, I, I was I was not surprised by what by what Waterford brought. Um, Limerick maybe not been at the levels that maybe we expected. Maybe you know I think maybe that was a there was an element of of, of surprise about that. But this is the Munster Championship, Joe, and uh, we we got two crackers yesterday. Yes, we did. I'm obviously. Um talking in jest here because it's usually we were written off so it's quite funny to hear somebody go the opposite route but on a serious note what do you read into Kylie's frustration with the way his team is being talked about does that does that speak as somebody who is trying to manufacture almost a, a, a siege mentality of sorts and to keep his team very uh, motivated and, and, and that's what he's doing here or do you think he's genuinely you know, I, I touch frustrated at the characterization that Limerick are so far ahead of the rest because you listen to him. He sounded very sincere when you hear the clips. It does sound as if he thinks you, you genuinely have all gone way too far when you're talking about the gap between us and the rest. I, I can't work out is he trying to create that siege mentality or if he's been very, very sincere. No, I, it's, a, it's a bit of both, Joe, because I, I think really what he's referencing is the you know there was some talk about this team doing a you know not never mind a four in a row. This is a, a six in a row job, and um, and I think you know listen, he, he's no different to Brian Cody, you know, or, or any of the great managers, Joe Gerald Nan. They, they will find whatever edge they they, they, they can, and uh, you know you, you sense with Cody that, that that you know the biggest fear that he had in that Kenny dressing room was complacency, you know, and then I mean that was I suppose that was. You know, his genius in the sense that it didn't matter how many All-Ireland medals you had, you know, whether you were Jackie Terrell, J.J. Delaney, you know, you you felt or were convinced that if you weren't performing in Nolan Park on a Tuesday and Thursday night, you didn't play on Sunday. And, uh, you know, I think John is just, again, complacency is the big the big fear and arguably the biggest threat to this Limerick team and where they want to go and what they want to achieve. And therefore, you know, he's he's absolutely determined, you know, to, to seize on anything he can to prevent that rot potentially setting in the Limerick, in the Limerick dressing room. And, um, you know, he, he knows himself that, I mean, Claire, Claire now in trouble, backs to the wall, are coming to the Gaelic grounds on, on, uh, on Saturday night. And uh, he's got his, his players ready. And, um, and again, maybe, you know, maybe yesterday was a bit, a bit of a wake up call that, you know, Cahill, Cork and Tip down the line, you know, no one's going to back down and Limerick are going to have to be at it every day they uh, every day they play, certainly until, you know, they have the four, five, six points that gets them to the Munster final and gets them out secure. So in the meantime, I, I just think, yeah, he's, he's he's going to take and use Joe whatever he can, mm. you know, to guard against, as I said, any levels of, of, of complacency. And that's that's what a good manager does. So they were four points to the good at half time. It felt like they were further ahead on the balance of play, but just four points ahead at half time. Then uh, kind of crucial period where Waterford, there was a miss hit free, dropped short and made a few silly mistakes. And Limerick went out to six points on the hour mark, even with 14 men. And you thought, well, OK, that's game done and dusted. And Waterford came back again. In fairness, they were fit and they got to within two and, and had their moments uh, where they might have got closer again. Some very bad wides. Their wide count was high, uh, Waterford. So... Uh, what would you say of both sides? It doesn't sound like you feel Limerick were at the pitch and yet at the same time, down to 14 men for over 25 minutes, they still managed to come through. What would you say of Waterford as well? Well, I think from a Limerick perspective, Joe, I mean, they were 1-8 to 3 to three ahead and, you know, I, I, I thought in my own mind that that's it, game over. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to be a matter of, what, you know, what the margin is going to is going to be. But, you know, I suppose look at a combination of maybe Limerick not being as sharp as... as maybe, but, like, you, you've got to give a lot of credit to Waterford for... The way they made it a contest and one eight to three after the goal, and they lost tied to Burka. 
you know, and 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 you feel for him, um, you know, Achilles injury, seasoning ending, um, you know, given the way he's he's come back from those those cruciates in the past, and it's, you know, and and that was to, to most teams, Joe, that would have been a, a mortal blow, um, but they rolled up their sleeves, and you know. Look at they, they they just grounded out and found a way to stay in the match and that's the beauty of hurling that you know once you're kind of five six points um you know and the gap isn't any wider than that it can change so quickly you know you get you get a goal and suddenly all bets are off and and they just managed to to I suppose look at through through dint of hard work and honesty and and just you know working very very hard for each other all over the field um they just got themselves back into it and I think for from from my perspective you know after the sending off. You know, you're you're wondering now are, are Limerick in trouble here? But they they really steadied the ship, and um, you know got it back out to to kind of four again, Joe. I think at that stage, you know, yeah. got a couple of points, and it looked as if they'd weathered the storm. But then Watford came again, and I mean the the bottom line, Joe. And I, you know, I've got the stats here in front of me. I think I think yeah, yeah. Watford had thirteen wides, Limerick had seven, and they were bad wides as well, James. Like there was one from Desi Hutchinson, which was very scorable, maybe 30, 35 meters out, not much of an angle at a crucial point. And it, like it almost sucked the energy out of the situation. They just they left it behind them a touch. Yeah, and and, and Joe and I was you know I watched it up until it was what 50, 55 minutes, and then departed for 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 my season uh, in Cusack Park and But I was, I was listening to it on the on, on the way in in the car, and even even at the end, the one that Gleason kind of went went through the middle with. Yeah. Um, and Kyle Hayes just ate up the ground. Yeah. Um, you know when I mean maybe a lesser player or a, someone not. You know, as athletic or quick as as Hayes was, maybe Gleeson would have got a, would have got a shot off. But you know, Sean Finn was waiting, waiting, waiting to go, and you know he went at the right time, and the cover was probably back. But Patrick Fitzgerald just probably needed to get that ball into his hand. You know, he kind of doubled on it, and maybe if they could have you know recycled that, you know, at least get something out of it. Um, they're they're still right in it, and and, and you felt that probably their chance slipped away. Um, you know when that went when that went wide, but they'll take a lot of positives out of it, Joe. Um. And you know this monster championship. I mean, it's it's still very very much wide open, and Watford are going to have a say in it yet. And, and it's, so. it, ju- it just becomes such a big game now yeah. on Sunday for Joe. Yeah, history suggests they're up against it in the end. Robin lost their first game, Porky Cueve on Sunday. But Joe, ju- just yeah. a stat there. Uh, talking to the Chris Eater brother during the day, and I think he said fifty percent of the teams that have lost their first game have come out of Munster. Okay, um, since that's not the Robin perception started. actually. Yeah, and, and I mean, even, you know, I mean, there is this myth that, yeah, you lose your first game and you're, you're especially at home, you're toast, as in, as in Claire's case. But I mean, Cork lost two last year, uh, lost the first two um, and, and didn't lose them, you know, in, 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 well beaten by Limerick, um, you know, should have been beaten more comprehensively than, than the final scoreboard toll against Clare and yet went to Walsh Park got the win down there and turned it around. So, you know, all is not lost for anybody, mm. even even with two defeats, but the, the, I suppose the... The caveat there is, you know, your fate may be out of your own hands and, and it could come down to scoring difference at that point. So, look, Joe, it's still all to play for. OK, I will bow to your brother. He has a stat or two up his sleeve on occasion. Uh, one last quick one on Waterford. It's interesting. We had Tommy Welch on updates for us yesterday on the show. He felt Waterford were not half as defensive as he thought they would be. And then, by contrast, James Skehill on the hurling pod felt Waterford were uber defensive. So where lies the truth? Yeah, again, I didn't. I didn't see the last, um, you know, the, the the last twenty minutes. I mean, I don't know who I was was listening to that felt that, um, you know, when Austin came on and, and and they were fourteen on fourteen, that they went long, um, and maybe it was Shane Dowling on the Sunday game last night when you know that was the time maybe, and and the Limerick full back line, you know, generally 
you know, devour that kind of stuff. You know, they, they manage it very, very well. They're good in the air. They're strong. You, you know, invariably you're going to struggle to come down with it. And, you know, I mean, Sean Finn, Brian Ash, in my case, he was back in there, are, are you know, as good a full back line as, as, as what's in the game. And maybe that was the time they needed to just keep keep trying to find those pockets of space and, and, and get those scores from distance. So they probably wasted, um, you know, ball at a crucial stage in the second half when, you know, that's the time you, you, you know, you have to be efficient. You've got to take those chances. And Joe, listen, like I'm saying this for 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 ten years, as long as I've been, you know, trying to analyze things. Once the wide get wide count gets into double digits, yeah, you know, you're in trouble. Yeah, and and the best teams, even tipping Ennis again, you know, what was it? It was, you know, um, you know, ten wides, Claire had fifteen, and you know the margins are so small. There, there's a difference between Claire and Tip, you know, and and Watford yeah. will rue, as I said, you know, thirteen wides. It's it's it's. You know, seven, six or seven too many, and and as I said, Limericks again in single figures. They they're just more efficient. You know, they they they, they t- make better decisions, take better options, and in the tight games, that's that often makes a difference. It's true. Those wides suck the air out of Waterford. You felt at times. You mentioned you were in Ennis, so Clare three twenty three, Tipperary five twenty two. That is Tipperary's first championship win since July of twenty twenty one which is an extraordinary stat for you. As you mentioned, Clare hit 15 wides. They coughed up some avoidable goals. Goalkeeper didn't have a, a great day, uh, which can happen as well on his first start. Eamon Foudy in the Clare goal. Um, it's interesting. In advance of this game, it was billed as, with regard to how they had treated the league, Clare had very much focused on championship and not put all that much into the league, whereas Cahill was almost trying to re-energise Limerick and, and and use the league to put a bit of life back into them. And suddenly that league form feels a touch more concrete on the back of yesterday. Um, what was your sense of the Clare performance in particular here? Well, first of all, Joe, it was the first half was absolutely cracking stuff. It was, I mean, you know, 18,000, the, the capacity is 18,000. You'd squeeze in probably another two, three minimum, but the capacity is 18,000. And they read out the official attendance, 17,900, I think it was, yeah. or something along those lines. And it just, the stadium fell full, brilliant atmosphere. Great first half. I mean, really entertaining first half. Five goals, um, four in at a half time. Listen, Claire just got off to a dreadful start. You know, one three to no score down. And the last thing, you know, you needed to give that Tipperary team, I suppose, was oxygen and confidence, um, you know, early on. And the, the, the first goal came from the sideline and, I suppose Eamon making his debut in goal just maybe saw it late, maybe didn't anticipate it. Um, but Clare got back level. Um, and then the second goal again was just a you know a killer score, mistake. Um, and the third goal again, just self-inflicted wounds, Joe. And, you know, it kept putting Clare into a hole. And, you know, that said, Mark Rogers got two goals, um, you know, late on the first half. First goal, brilliant finish. You know, caught a high ball, three to tip defenders, just turned and, and swiveled and, and, and buried it. Um, are they back in a big way again. tip are they back in a big way uh, they, they are Joe I mean like again look we, we all know the quality that they have I mean you know in, in terms of stick men and skill level I mean you know Noel McGrath got four from play mm. Jason Ford excellent in you know over, over dead balls I think he he might have missed one long distance range free he nailed everything everything else John McGrath worked hard um, but I, I still think there's a lack of pace outside of Jake Morris who was brilliant yesterday you know Two four on the board early on. He was he was magic and a threat all day. Pulled down for the penalty as well. Mm. Um, Claire looked Joe like they could really get at them when they ran at them in the first half, and and cause them a lot of problems. Um, and you know once guys like Ryan Taylor were able to break through that first line, they looked like they were going away from the tip halfbacks. And 
know, Brian O'Mara was playing, you know, virtually as as a, as, as a sweeper. So Cork, I think Waterford, Limerick will, will you know will be looking at this, thinking that yeah, may, maybe we can get that tip and maybe exploit that. But Tipper well organised, um, you know, well set up. And Joe, like, look at—they have quality players. And I suppose look at one final thing on tip, you know, the mindset. Clare got two goals, but there were at least two other opportunities out in the first half when it was on. And Clare's instinct was to put the ball over the bar. A Tipperary player in similar circumstances is thinking goal. Yeah. And uh, and and that, again, at this level, especially if you're if you're looking at how we're going to take Limerick down, you know. You know, obviously at the weekend from Clare's perspective, you know, everyone knows or feels that, look, you've got to get goals and you've got to take whatever goal chances present themselves. And Clare, just at times, you know, are content to take the point when maybe there's more on mm. and, you know, to win the big matches again, you know, you've got to have that mindset and yes. tip have it. Yes. And they were they were pretty efficient when, when it came down to converting those chances. Well, it's a beautiful situation now for Tipperary. They put the feet up, they bask in the loveliness of a winning start. They get a good look at Cork who play Waterford next weekend and then they take on Cork. Clare will go to the Gaelic rounds against Limerick, which is going to be a hell of a way to try and bounce back. Something on Clare. Tony Kelly, the genius that he is, his lot in life is that he's generally facing a man marker. Uh, last year against Kilkenny in the All-Ireland semi-final, he had Mikey Butler for company. At the weekend, it was Carl Barrett. Clare need to, and I, I, look, I suspect it's, they're talking about it themselves, they need to find a way to get him into a game when he's not in a game. Yeah, listen, again, like Carl Barrett has man-marked him before and even you go to the corresponding fixture last year, um, you know, Barrett man-marked Tony and, and Tony didn't have a huge influence on the game, but Clare, you know, were hurling so well elsewhere. Um, you know, it did. It didn't matter. Um, yeah, Barrett was attached to him like a limpet, and they were rolling around on the ground at one stage. Um, you know, two yellow cards flashed. Um, I'd say midway to the midway to the first half. Uh, but but Joe Claire, Claire still hit three twenty three. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, and and yeah, Tony didn't maybe you know wasn't on the ball maybe in the first 15, 20 minutes. Struggled maybe to make the impact that you know we've come to maybe expect. And and is it realistic to to, to consider that? You know, I mean, the guy made his debut like. 2012, 2013, it's 2023 now. You know, can he continue to perform at the levels mm. um, and the standards that he's that he's set for himself? I mean, is that is that reasonable? Is that you know, we, we probably can't maybe expect the same heroics that we've that he's delivered, particularly over the last you know two, three, four years. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't the fact that I think the Tony Kelly wasn't. It's the other end. The yeah. So if, if, been, if we're if we're it, finding a way to hit 323, the issue is not with Tony Kelly. It's, I don't think so, Joe. 15 wides is, is too many. Free taken again is, is a bit of an issue. I think our use of the ball decision-making out the field is an issue. We're, we're shooting from long range, speculative efforts when, you know, Mark Rogers was was sharp, got the two goals. And, and I don't recall Mark Rogers getting a whole lot of quality ball that he could do something with compared to, we'll say, for example, what, what, what was put in front of Jake Morris at the other end where, you know, he was able to, you know what I mean, run onto ball that was perfectly placed, you know, look to do something with it. And that to me, that to me is a, is, 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 is a bigger issue. But Joe, 15, 15 wides and, and you concede five goals, you, you, you ain't going to win the championship matches and it doesn't matter what problems you're playing in. Yeah. Leinster, I suppose, takes more of a centre stage next weekend in that we'll see Kilkenny Galway at Nolan Park, two o'clock on Sunday. So what are we looking out for in that one, aside from the obvious? Yeah, I mean, again, there's probably... Pressure on Henry and Galway in terms of, you know, silverware and, and you know, I suppose obviously the, the no-show in last year's Leinster final, you know, where they were so disappointing. Um, you know, I, I look at I think Galway probably need to win silverware this year and, and look at it, obviously it's a, it's, 
you know, Leinster looks to be clearly between the two of them. They look to be, you know, well ahead of the the other the other teams. You know, Wexford obviously, you know, went to Northern Park last year and beat Kilkenny. It's impossible given the form Wexford showed in the league. That you know, again, Dara doesn't look to have found, for example, you know, a whole lot of new talent. And clearly, it was evident during the league that he doesn't have the depth that the other counties have. That you know, w- w- once you know, once he loses Rory O'Connor or Lee Chin or Liam Ryan or some of these frontline players, um, he, he simply doesn't have the same depth that that obviously Kylie or or you know, the other some of the other managers the other managers have. So so that's an issue. So from a Galway perspective, I mean, like again, Kevin Cooney to me looks like a player. Um, you know, I think it's a big a big positive that Nyland played so well, really um, well. Yeah, weekend. was it seven played, points you know, from play, thirteen uh, all told? Yeah, he, he he was excellent. Um, you know, and and I suppose looking from Henry's perspective, you know, it's 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 again maybe getting a chance to look at you know. Some maybe the fringe players, Kevin Cooney, some of these other guys, maybe you know, in in a really big match against uh, against Kilkenny. I suppose from, you know, from from Derek's perspective, it's I suppose look, the best way to get back on the horse is, is is play and play games and you know the the league final. I'd imagine there was a, a lot of soul searching done, a lot of analysis in terms of you know where it's going wrong, what mm. they need to do to correct it, and um, you know again look at they were pretty ruthless at the weekend. But this will be a better examination and, and a better test of um of where they're at. Obviously, you know, it's another game for TJ. Um, you know, he probably needs the games to get back up to, to, to his level. Adrian Wallen again needs the needs the games. But you just get the sense, Joe, that it's not the stakes still aren't as high as they are in Munster. Yeah. You know, I mean again, like for Clare at the weekend, for Watford at the weekend, you know Do or die. It's 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 do or die stuff, yeah. you know. Um whereas, you know, you, you still feel that irrespective of who wins at the weekend, the you know, the loser is still going to be in the Leinster final. Yeah. Um yeah. Or bearing bearing some kind of a collapse and that, that I can't see that and I don't think anybody sees that happening. Okay. Very good. We're out of time. Good to talk to you. Thanks so much. Cheers, Joe. Cheers. Take care of yourself. James O'Connor with us on the line there. Hurling and off the ball is with thanks to Board Gosh Energy, proud sponsors of the Senior Hurling Championship and Legends Tour Series taking place at Crow Park. And if you want more hurling coverage, the Hurling Pod on off the ball is waiting for you.